This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. It's the season three finale. Ow! Season three finale. Ow. Season three finale. We here. Season three finale. We here. Last one. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? He said it would. We're at the end. Um, Not the end of the road, but like forever, ever, but for the season. Because, um... Is been, I feel like this has been a long season. It's only been 26 episodes, the same as all the other seasons. But for some reason, this one felt long. I well, felt like I think was, we started this season like... It might have been COVID. In, <laughs> I feel like this has been happening since like last, like January of last year that we've been on this season. I'm like, good God. <sighs> so much has happened. So many things. So many things. The, the COVID... The world just being a general mess. It's been a lot, but you know, it's whatever. What I will say is 26 episodes is half the year, so. Yes, yes. And how long did we take a break last time? Was it like six weeks or something like that? Uh, it was like two months, maybe. Okay, yeah, it was a, it, it was a minute. It was yeah. a minute. But it was needed because it was, it was hashtag a lot. Word. Um, so it's funny that uh, this is the season... Uh, ender because I believe season two's one of season two's first episodes was uh, or not first episodes but one of the early episodes I believe of season two was recorded the day that Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant passed away and today happens to be the one year anniversary yeah, of their passing yeah, so it's yeah. just like dang like I remember us riding to the studio to record remember when we used to record in the studio those yeah. days uh, seems with, like forever um, ago with uh, Veronica yes when Veronica and Reggie came um, and were our podcast guests like that day was the day that he passed away and I was like dang like a year has passed already yeah like yeah. it feels like so many things have happened like good god yeah. So, you know, rest in peace to uh, Kobe and Gianna Bryant. Um, I saw uh, his wife, uh, Vanessa, put out a statement, I think, last week, like, kind of to the media, like, hey, y'all, I know the anniversary is coming up. I know y'all going to be having a bunch of, you know, articles and pieces. Please don't post any pictures of the um, scene Mm-hmm. where they died like just just keep it respectful there are millions of other photos you can find of them please use those please do not publish any of those photos from where they died because you know the, yeah. th- those photos were everywhere and i think you know she went to court and fought against them being used um in the media but you know folks will still try so i guess last week she put out a little statement like if i see it I'm coming for you because I've got time. Yeah. So don't put it up, okay? Work. Um, so hopefully people will respect that. Um, I saw earlier today, uh, well, not, well, I guess, you know, today's, it's technically today, but yesterday, um, 
they had a documentary going on um BET that was I believe about you know his career and all that and I started to click on it and then I said nope I'm not gonna do it shoot I still haven't watched the Chadwick Boseman one yet and we moved so that's not even on the DVR no more I don't even know yeah I gotta find it somewhere but I recorded it with the intention of watching and I just was like nah it's too soon hashtag too much I can't so I stopped watching it um but yeah that's 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 what's happening that's what today is how are you how are you feeling I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, tight but good. Ways good. Yeah. Ways good. Um, I'm doing all right. Uh, just a few things like spoke to you about it before, but just trying to step out more and <laughs> do what I got to do. Step out the nami block on. Are you gonna? Sorry, that's that's what popped in my head. <laughs> that's right. Out. Sorry. Shouts to uh all my Jamaican massive den. Um, shouts to Hosh USA. Shouts to College Parties. Yes. Step out then, I mean. Um, this is a season finale. Um, yes. What we um, we do now, I guess it's going to really kind of really um, start, I guess, in season four. But uh, we, I'm going to be doing it, I guess, during this break. Is just uploading these videos to our Patreon. Yes, we're getting a Patreon like all the other uh influencer well we're not influencers i want i don't want to say that but all the other influencer podcaster content creator people do patreon and so we're finally getting yeah. on the patreon bandwagon if you want to um sign up for it, you can go to our website all of no fear and there's a link for the patreon there support us man support um, us and how the patreon works if you don't know is like you have a monthly charge and you can help support us um, yes it's a we, monthly subscription to exclusive, yeah, exclusive podcast content. content that uh we would normally release on you know Anywhere else. Anywhere else, yes. Yes. Right now we have the video from episode twenty four with um Pastor Andrew. Yes. It's up there right now. Yes. Um I'm gonna We're probably gonna put up some old videos because we have like old videos. Yeah, we have from, videos that we didn't really like release yet. Yeah, that they're yeah. from like old episodes. Yeah, so we're gonna put that up there also. And we're gonna like uh, I was thinking about we'll just probably just do random videos up there and talk to the people. Yeah, like while we're on our break, we'll still for, give the folks a little bit of content so that they can see that we're not, you know. Yeah, we didn't forget about you. We just taking a a breather to yeah. just you know kind of get ourselves together and and come back better than ever. You know, yeah. and you can get all that on our Patreon. Um, Patreon. The, Lowest one we have is five dollars. Only five dollars. Only five dollars. Five dollars a month, and you can get all the exclusive content. Is that nineteen cents a day? I don't know. My calculations are bad. I don't. I don't know. My degree is in English, not math. Um, I don't know. They also have other tiers up, and when you get higher tiers, you get other prizes. Um, we have stickers. We have mugs. We have sweatshirts. Got we merch. Have, we have other merch you can get for having the higher tiers. I, I need a sweatshirt. Do I need to sign up for a tier? Because to this day, <laughs> still no sweatshirt. I'll, I'll make sure you have a sweatshirt. I've I've very respectfully requested yes. um, numerous times. Yet here I am, sand sweatshirt. Can you imagine? So um, basically, if you um, sign up for certain things, you get prizes. You get prizes. Um... There's um if you do if you um sign up for the thirty five dollar a month plan, which is the highest plan, you will get a different prize every three months. Oh, okay. Every three months you get something different, and so we we got a lot of things coming up. 
so, things are happening. Yeah. Things are going down in these um, uh, African American yeah. streets. Um, support, participate. We're here. All right. Um, anything else? Um. Well, like, oh, the only you... the only other thing I just wanted to just you know publicly address. It's Aquarius season. Okay. I don't care what else you other girls are talking about, have been talking about. Don't matter. It's Aquarius season, boys and girls. Gird your loins. Tuck your, tuck your shirt in. Zip your coat up. We out here. We out here. Gang, gang. Aquarius season. My birthday is coming up in a little less than a week or exactly a week, actually. Uh, a week from today when this podcast is going to be released, I will be in my mid thirties officially and um, not clear on how to feel about that. But I, do, I, I don't really know if I have much of a choice regarding how to feel because it's happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I've, I didn't go to that cause COVID told me that my birthday don't matter. Well, so, I mean, COVID don't think my matter either. So hip, I mean, so, listen, so like, I, I don't know if I, I, I still put together that I'm still, I'm 35 yet. Because so. I could be, I could have been doing, I had plans for myself, okay? I had plans. Yes. I had outfit plans. I had places I was going to pull up in a, in a floor length fur. Like, I had plans. Yes. And COVID said, nah, you good. You don't need to have any of that. Like, that's a whole cancel situation. So, yeah. But that being said, Aquarius season, we here. Yeah. We, we here. Com- we coming in, th- well, I'll, I'll see about me. But for you, hopefully, at 36, you'll be good. One hopes. Word. All right, but well, let's get right One into hopes. um love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 Wow. And it's souvenirs that you receive when people go on trips. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. Um, I tried to find Ford that way because like, I was like, I, I initially had apparel up there, but I feel like apparel is the one that people always want. So I took that off. Mm-hmm. So that, that's like an easy, love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the four options are that people usually give. I don't know which, which one do you prefer. And it's between a keychain. Uh-huh. A drink device, which can be a mug, like a, shot a glass, glass. Okay. a shot glass, um, a magnet, mm-hmm. or a stuffed toy. Hmm. Hmm. You said a keychain. And this is pre-COVID because no one wants a stuffed toy in COVID. So no pre-COVID. one wants any of these things, truthfully. Yeah. But, but at least you can clean the others with stuffed yeah, toys. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. So you said a keychain. Keychain. Drink device. device, Magnet. Magnet. And stuffed toy. Stuffed toy. Okay. um, As much as I enjoy a stuffed animal, um, the utilitarianism of it doesn't really exist for me anymore. Um, I, I know when you met me, I used to have a bunch of stuffed animals on my bed. Because I like stuffed animals. However, um, at this juncture in my life, I don't have anywhere to put a stuffed animal thing of that sort. Or your stuffed animal gone? Yes, all my stuffed animals are gone. Like I'm 
I'm 35. I'm not going to have it like just like on my bed as an adult person. It just don't go. Now I mean, um, and like I, I just wouldn't use it. I would probably give it to Avery because what I'm going to do with it. So I, I would probably lose the uh, stuffed animal just because uh, I think that's that's something I'm past at this juncture in my life. I still think they're very, very cute. And I would love if someone gave me one, but like in terms of like, what would I actually do with it? I don't really have a place to put it for me. I would probably end up giving it to Avery, like I said. So stuffed animal would be like, would be, ugh. Jesus, I can't talk. Would be my lose it. Yeah, I think my lose it is stuff toy too, to get, and just give it to Avery or give it to Avery. I guess like for Avery, I think it would be number one. But yeah, I don't, I don't do stuff toys like that at all. Yeah, I remember when like, you came but, to my my dorm room and saw you was like, so what is all this? <laughs> and I was on like, the flip side, my I animals. Do, I, I do like a soft pillow. You do. You do enjoy a soft pillow. That would be correct. A soft pillow is, is nice. Like a little neck pillow. But nice. that's not really a stuffed animal. That's like a functional yeah. thing. You, a, a, a functional soft, soft item. Yeah, you can make that happen on like a couch or on your bed, depending on what your like bedroom decor looks yeah. like. You can you can finesse it. I got it. Yeah, I have a neck pillow um, from an organization I was a part of when I was in college. It's somewhere. I've seen it recently. Yeah. Um, and I could easily throw it on one of these couches or something like that and make yeah. it like a thing. Yeah. I can never find it when I'm traveling. I can always find it any other time. Yeah. Can't ever find it when I'm traveling. Got it. All right. So, yeah, stuff's for me. So, what, what's your love it then? My love it is probably a magnet because uh, I can put them everywhere um, on my fridge on my desk at work whenever I finally go back there um and magnets are super useful they can be like completely decorative uh they can be used to actually like hold things up and I feel like being home like I always have something on the fridge um I'm always like putting up something from Avery's school or like a bill I need to remember to pay or something like that so like having a magnet is super useful especially because I feel like magnets wear out after a certain point in time like magnets that I've had for like five or so years they don't really hold up the same as they did when I first got them so like I would probably be really appreciative of a magnet my personal love honestly is a keychain truth truth be told I love a keychain but my god if I don't have about 35 keychains I get why keychains are a thing because they're easy to carry. They're easy to travel with. Like you can literally just buy them at the gift shop at the airport, throw them in a pocket and keep it pushing. So I've got keychains from Costa Rica, Jamaica, Barbados, uh, all over the place. I've gotten keychains. I have like a little like section of keychains in my office because we have like those like uh, gray cubicles that you can kind of push pin stuff into. So I've got like a little section um, of keychains that people have given me over the years from when they've gone places. Um, but like it's only so many keys I got. I can't have all these. <laughs> so so as much as I love a keychain, it's not really like the most you user friendly thing for me at this juncture in my life. And then my mugs have mugs like when we moved I left a bunch of mugs at the other house because it was like well, where I'm gonna put these I, it's two of us that drink out of mugs here what I need what I need another one for I like mugs and I also have like a 
on the top of my cabinets at work, I have like a whole row of mugs that I don't even drink out of. Like they're just decorative because I have an actual mug that I drink out of in the cabinet. But on top of the cabinet is mugs from like conferences and different things at my job or stuff that people have brought me. So I don't need Nan, another mug. If you travel in some way, you want to bring me something, bring a magnet. Thank you. Magnets, my love it. Yeah. Um, honestly, like if I if the, if the stuffed animal wasn't there, I would have probably lost magnet. Oh, it's, it's, magnets, it's just too many magnets <laughs> in general. No such thing. Yes, I I believe I believe no thing. to it. Like no I feel like there's always a million magnets somewhere. Um, yet when you need one, can't find it. I don't know. Uh, I I feel like there's always a million magnets. Um, yeah, like I I understand the usefulness of it, but I, I it just magnets are a lot. So, um, that would, that would be my gloves. So, my love it um, will probably be a drinking drink device because it doesn't have to be a mug, and, okay. and that's why I said that. Well, I'm not much of a shot drinker either. So, well, it could be a, it could be a glass. I'm never gonna use that. I'm just be honest. Like yeah, I've seen yeah. those glasses. I'm like, that's nice to look at. I'm never gonna use the glass in real life, like ever. Yeah. It's just gonna sit in my china cabinet and just be there. I'm never gonna use it is it because you were really gonna bring it that to me is a decorative it's not a glass i would drink out of like i don't know i have a weird thing about like this like things being printed on glass like i feel like a glass i drink out of should have nothing on it it should just be glass if it has something maybe like our our toasting flutes from when we got married they have like a little design but like if it has like words or like a flag or something like i just i don't know I don't. I, I don't think anybody ever told me this. I think I'm just weirded out by it. No, I. You have a thing with dishes in general that like I had to like work with because like you you have this weird way of like certain dishes are just for decorative purposes. Okay, that 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 could be correct. Go yeah, on. You have, you have this thing with dishes where like this is decorative. This is not decorative. You can, we can use these. <laughs> like you like. You you don't want like things that are considered more decorative or more fancy to like be in arm's reach all the time. They no, should, they should be away. Yes, they come out for special occasions. Yes, I don't believe that at all. I believe all 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 dishes can be used. Nah, nah. The dishes that are inside of the containers that come out for holidays—that's when they come out. That's I, it. I only understand that with China. Outside of China, they they can all get it. They can all. They can all I'm just trying to make sure we continue to have nice things. You can, you can have nice things, but not with everyone touching them. Not, That's not, how people keep nice things, Mark, by not, not having anyone touch them. No one's breaking our glass. I don't know, Mark. I've broken enough of them by myself. How dare I trust someone else? <laughs> that seems stupid. If I actually care about these glasses and I wait one, what I'm what I'm gonna do trusting somebody who don't care about these glasses? They don't live here. They ain't pay for these. Yes, they don't have any. You know, investment in the situation. Yeah, but no, no one's going to houses and breaking glasses. That's that's not a thing. Listen, folks are calamitous. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, because I I remember when we all when we got the goblets and you was like, I was like, keep them in the box. You're like, no, take them out. I'm like, for what? Number one. Number boys. <laughs> that's number one. Let's let's go through that. <laughs> let's let's have that conversation first. It's <laughs> not my voice. Number two. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> number two. They're just gl- there's 
regular like they're, they're not excessively fancy there's glasses but they glasses that I don't want outside like they, they, they don't have a design on them you just and I still don't want them outside. And look, I brought them outside, and what? What did I do? I broke one. It should have stayed in the box. But whatever, it's fine. Now I have an uneven number of goblets, and I'm stressed out. And they don't make that goblet anymore. The company that makes them doesn't make that one anymore. So I'm never going to get a matched one. So I'm just going to have to piece it together with some other thing, and just you know, have it look like you know a weird little mismatched thing. But whatever, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It stays safe in the box for all those years in the one time. The one time. The one time. But it's whatever. You're I've like, moved on. You're like, you're like, you're like the um, parent who has a child to wait for the special occasion and that occasion never happens. Look, I'm West Indian and I'm weird about things. You're lucky I don't have plastic on the furniture in here, okay? <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be all right. Listen. I used to be a kid being like, yo, why y'all got this plastic on this furniture, my G? But now that I'm an adult with furniture, Nah. I completely get why they got the plastic, so. I won't put Avery through that because that's disrespectful. And I don't want her friends coming over here and being like, yo, so why they got plastic on their furniture, though? But guess what, though? When they finally took the plastic off that furniture, it looked new, didn't it? So they was on to something. Yes, but like, when do you enjoy your, the things you have? When I want to not break them and damage them, that's when. I'm enjoying it because you know what? It's not damaged. It's but, doing great. But, but even with the couch, when do you enjoy the couch if it's always covered? When I sit on it every day and I look at it like, oh, wow, look how nice it looks under here. Brand new. But you can't see under it because it's covered in plastic. I can see it. The, the plastic's see-through. I can see it. But how about, how about like comfort, you know? Comfort is comfort. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're always worried about the wrong things. No, you are worried about the wrong things. <laughs> I disagree. Utility, utility, utility. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. You were like it, it. It's fine. Me, I'd rather use something and might break than to just not use it and just be there pretty. Can't believe I married someone like this. This is just this is alarming to me. I'm alarmed. We should have talked about this in premarital counseling. We should have talked about this. this we talk about. I did not realize you were this reckless about things. It's just, now it's reckless. Yes, yeah, just reckless. It's not reckless. <laughs> it's reckless. It's alarming to me. I'm a little stressed. I'm gonna work through it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. She used things you have. I do use the things I have. I also want to keep them. You can keep them and use them. You can do both. I do do both every day. And I succeed. Except for the times I'm pressured. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So your love, it's what? <laughs> glasses. <laughs> the glasses. Okay. The drinking devices. The drinking devices. That's fine. That's fine. All right, that was love it. Oh, you didn't have to start love off mad lazy like that. Jesus, love it. I lose it. Very lackluster. Love it. I lose it. Yeah, let's 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 lose it because that was lackluster. Love it. Lackluster. Yeah. Yeah, it was very man. Man is the appropriate description for that yeah. rendition. I can't believe that's why that's how you doing the people, Mark. I can't believe that's how you doing the people on the last episode. But it's what I want. It's whatever though. Right. It's whatever though. You ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um this week, uh, we're gonna talk about this uh COVID nineteen vaccine. Um and you know, just a general I don't even know what to call it, conversation around the vaccine. So Hank Aaron, the baseball legend, passed away uh earlier this week. Rest in peace to him. Or I guess last week. 
technically because it's Tuesday. So last week at the age of let me not be no whole liar. I want to say like 86 he was. My calculations is bad. Yes, he was 86. He would have been 87 on February 5th. I didn't know he was an Aquarius like me. Shouts out to Aquarius City. Um, And uh, he um, passed away, like I said. Um, And, you know, 86 years old, uh, had underlying health conditions. Um, I believe he had a heart condition or something of that nature. Um, you know, plot twist, not 86. I'm sorry, the man was 83. I told y'all my Adam was bad. Um, I'm reading right now uh, what they're saying his um, cause of death was. Uh, I don't think they've said yet um, out of uh, out of the... Oh, wait, they did. So he died of natural causes. Yeah, that's what they, the they, um, they, they brought it up. To, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what the Fulton County Medical Examiner's Office told um, the media on Monday. He passed away in his sleep, and they determined his death was from natural causes. As an eighty-three-year-old man, you know, being old is a legit, mm-hmm. a legit cause of death. Um, but because he had gotten the COVID vaccine about two or three weeks ago, um, I guess they had different, you know, influential people taking the vaccine and encouraging uh, in a way to encourage people to take the vaccine. People were trying to say he died because he got the COVID vaccine. And, you know, that started a whole lot of anti-vaxxer conspiracy theory conversation. And we kind of wanted to talk about it today. So like for me, I'm like, causation and correlation are not the same thing could getting the vaccine have potentially impacted his immune system in some way possibly because the vaccine is basically a dead version of a virus and the point of it is to teach your body how to fight the virus so that if your body does come into the contact with the virus down the road, your body already has the the muscle memory, essentially, to fight the virus. That's the point of it. So is it possible? Possible, sure. I mean, based on, I attended a forum um, this last week or the week before, um, and they had doctors and microbiologists um, in the forum talking about the COVID virus and the vaccine and what's in the vaccine, what happens when you get it, et cetera, et cetera. It was very, very in-depth, very well done. And the likelihood that the COVID vaccine so severely altered Hank Aaron that he died as a result of it, minimal, minimal. He more than likely, as the medical examiner did, Um, said died of natural causes but of course people are like running with this idea that the vaccine has been rushed and it's been created to exterminate black people and Hank Aaron was a pawn in the convince black people to get vaccinated uh campaign and look he died so that should be a warning to us to not get this vaccine because it's a ploy to kill us so I've been on the social medias as I'm sure everyone has and it's a lot of people saying stuff like 
Uh, y'all don't think it's weird how they pushing the vaccine into the black communities. Look how they got all these churches and community organizations setting up places to come get the vaccine. Don't y'all think that's weird? Tuskegee, da 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 da. They trying to kill us. Wake up, blah 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 blah. And I'm just kind of like, well, so help me understand. If I remember correctly, at the start of this vaccine, at the start of this uh, pandemic when nobody knew what was going on nobody knew how it was being spread nobody knew whether it was airborne whether it was on surfaces you couldn't find toilet paper anywhere you couldn't go out anywhere you literally were trapped in your house people were just dying and there was no explanation like people were on ventilators they had like a freezer trucks full of bodies because the morgues couldn't handle the amount of, uh, of, of people that were dying. People were getting married, um, buried in unmarked graves because, um, there was no family to do, to notify. I know of people who had COVID who were like hospitalized on ventilators, et cetera, et cetera. I know of people who like, spouses and family members have died from COVID and the whole time everybody was like where's I hope they find a vaccine soon I hope they find a cure they have to do something they have to help us they have to do something so now that there's a vaccine and it's being offered to communities that according to the numbers have been hardest hit by this virus why now are we talking Oh, it's a ploy. It's a scheme set up to kill black people. Uh, they got a microchip in it that's going to track you. Like, what is all of this about? Like, do y'all want a vaccine or do you not? Because if I recall correctly, a, a number of y'all was saying, oh, they need to find a vaccine. They need to do something to help us so people can get back to work and life can go back to normal. So now that it's here, now it's all these stories. Like, help me understand. Walk me through the story because I don't understand now. I'm confused. I'm very, very confused. And so I just wanted to kind of like get into that a little bit because it's very interesting to me to see black people who I think are intelligent people otherwise just really falling for like a lot of these conspiracies and and just like wild storylines about this vaccine, what it is and who made it and what's in it and what does it do and like... I'm trying to understand where the the paranoia about it is coming from. Like, I do understand, you know, the history of black people in this country when it comes to the medical community and things that have happened to us, you know. And Mark, you can chime in, whatever. No, I'm waiting for you to finish. I, <laughs> like, I, I, I have a lot to say. I'm waiting for you to finish. Um, so this is my take. I think that the um, the issue of this whole thing is the reason why black people, I'm not going to make it a blanket statement, some black people, um, are going to be hesitant to take any vaccine is the relationship between government, medical um, facilities, and black people in general. Um, that is the reason why that hesitation has been and will be to the future till those things are addressed. All right. So you spoke about the Tuskegee experiments, which went on for almost, almost 30, 35 years. That has happened from 1930 to like the 1960s. Right. Um, 
so people heard about that and then you how they treat um women like in their in the medical books for for years it's been it has always said that black people's skin is thicker and they don't um take they they um they don't feel pain, don't feel like pain as much as, as much as other people that's why so, when black people have like pain and they go to the hospitals to get pain medicine like they be they think like black people are like junkies or they're like exaggerating correct and don't want to give them the medicine correct and like and how we people have the issue they always like those had an issue with like if a black kid was doing too much to put them on ritalin mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like it's it's just it's just a history of black bad black black bad medical practices being foisted on black people yes so anything medical a lot of times people have an issue with and so and it's valid take take that it's valid and yeah. then and then you take the like i said the vaccine when you think about it it's um it's a when you make it a statement that you kind of focus on the black community if you have this now you see this knowledge of all the things that have happened before it's hard to automatically just trust that there's nothing there's not um something behind that or you think that it's something going on do that even even if you don't think that um they're trying to like control or kill black people just the fact that like oh we're gonna like the fact that they might try to say oh we're gonna test on black people first see if it's okay and then test on everybody else so like people just might have that thought um so that is kind of what is going on on the contrast if the the, the 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 problem is is that if the, if if none of that is true and they're just trying to focus on communities of color because they're they've been impacted strongly by the by the vaccine um due to um lack of either medical care or lack of certain things that negative have made it hit so hard so because they've been hit so hard we want to they want to focus on those communities and in the terms of like oh these are hit hard let's focus on them the problem is the actions will be the same <laughs> the actions will be the same meaning whether they're trying to do that to test on black people to like see if it works and if they genuinely try to make sure that the black people get it both things will come so you can that's why that's why um, black people are coming to two different um two different theories with the same actions and i i, I think that um i i do want to separate that thought pattern from just the regular anti-vaxxers because mm. it's it's too it's too yeah. totally different things. yeah like i feel like it is valid to have like concerns about yeah. a vaccine that you know because and i said this before like it makes sense that people are concerned this is the first vaccine that you that we have had as adults where we've had to make the choice about getting many of the vaccines that we have in our bodies right now we got when we were kids or when we were or when we were like teenagers under our parents you know care we didn't have a choice in saying i don't want this or i want this this is for many of us the first time that we actually have a choice in a vaccine entering our bodies and so you know the fact that covid is still so you know unknown in a lot of ways and there's all these new strains and you know there's concern about and people keep saying stuff like oh they rushed this vaccine and it's like no this this kind of something that's been 
researched and worked on for like a decade but whatever um at the same time if you know people don't know that information already i can understand how it seems like oh this is rushed i don't understand what this is i don't trust it yeah yeah and i get the whole i want to wait and see what happens before i get it like i understand that completely correct and 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 i and just and like even if um but because technically with vaccines all the first people who usually get it are kind of part of the test subjects, whether it's intentional or not. Right. Because what 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 you what even if you have like a small a certain test before, once you start pulling it out to the masses, you're dealing with all different kinds of health systems. Right. All different people who eat all kinds of different foods. Yes. And you so like this vaccine is interacting with all these different things so that people are going to react to it differently. Yeah, like you can do all the research in the world, but it's like you're not going to get every single type of person, every single type of everything in any type of like testing situation. Correct. So when you are giving it out to the first set of people, it really is also a test because you're like, okay, we worked with these 50, 100,000, how many other people? Now let's see what happens with these other people because they're totally different. Correct. So with that knowledge, I understand why it, when they make that statement and they say, okay, let's focus on these low income neighborhoods, it comes off like, all right, it, it can be both things at the same time. Right. It can be both. We need to focus on these communities of color. Yeah. Because they're impacted the strongest. And we also need to know how this is going to work. It can be both things at the same time. Right. Right. And I feel as if, you know, and I said this to you when we were talking about it earlier, the whole, there's, there is a part of this that rings very much like, similar to when the protests were happening around the country in the summer and we saw all these companies taking a stand and saying we're removing these racist images and racist language and we're going to do better by black people and there was a lot of performative allyship happening and I do believe that this vaccine kind of being uh, focused or encouraged to uh, be distributed amongst communities of color is a part of that like performative allyship like look you know we know that you're the hardest hit and so we're going to make sure that we get the vaccine to you as soon as possible we're going to take care of you we're going to make sure that your health concerns are addressed because you've been systemically denied access to quality health care for so long etc cetera, etc cetera. so i do feel that there's an air of that um surrounding this whole thing but at the same time i'm like people would be mad if they didn't let black people have any vaccines. No, correct. Like if they said, if the people that were putting out the vaccine said, we're going to send it to the, the, the Calabasas and Beverly Hills and Westchester counties of the country. And the rest of you people will just get it when you get it. People will be mad about that too. Correct. So it's like, I I, I, I agree. Um, I agree with you saying, um, people would be upset, um, either way. But like, I, I, I guess, um, some people would, some people wouldn't. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's just some people have a certain idea. Some people wouldn't. Um, but I, 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 th- I think the the reality is this 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 whole thing is only it's this way is because America hasn't dealt with their, the issue that they've had. Agreed. So what what happens a lot of times is that this whole thing happened to experiment. Mm-hmm. Um with the medical and everything 
that issue doesn't really get spoken about or addressed. Mm-hmm. So our distress levels are high. So instead of addressing it and having that conversation and saying that this is was wrong and the people who was wrong should get something for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of addressing it and saying doing that we just tried to move forward without going back and dressing it so it's a history of that happening many times in America mm-hmm. the history of a lot of things where government uh, white people whatever it is doing messed up things mm-hmm. to African Americans in this country mm-hmm. not getting addressed mm-hmm. and just moving on to the next thing like oh we fixed it and then so They'll just be like, oh, we're we're better now. Right. So can we just move on? And then every time we bring it up and they're like, No, no, we but we're we're good now. Look 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 at all the we're we're doing good things now. I'm like, yes, but can we address right the problems? Because right. we're still affected by the problems from before. You can't just you can't brush it under the rug if those problems created where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 it's, it's I I think that is kind of where the problem is and I, I, I think um, some people have spoke about that mm-hmm. but some people a lot of people have not acknowledged it mm-hmm. and, and made it like that, that that is the way to focus on it not to because when you do things and try to bypass that mm-hmm. and just try to like oh we're just gonna get celebrity to tell them or you get pastors to do, do that and you try to bypass it it comes off as this you're just trying to trick the black people to doing what you want right. without addressing the problem that we have. Right. And so like that that is kind of where it is. So I I think that is it's 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 a very tricky place to be in. Because I think it's true. Um people of color who are in certain areas and it's really affecting them because it it's it's really affecting um people of color for a couple of reasons. Um, low-income neighbors, let's just call that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's affecting them for many reasons um, because if you have, if you, um, you have to work, you have to work, your job might require you to be at the office mm-hmm. and you can't be at the office because you acquired COVID mm-hmm. <laughs> or certain things or you have to do move a certain way and or you don't have daycare. It's just a lot of things. Yeah. And another thing you people need to understand is there is the only way for us to go back or move forward to um, a place where we can do things that we would like to do is the vaccine. That is the only way to move forward. And that is a, a, a thing that people have to understand also. There's there's no other way for us to move forward. Um. Because the disease is not, it's not it's, going it's, away. It's not just dying out. It's, it's not vanishing. It's actually just, it's just going to. It's mutating. It's mutating. As it's, all viruses do. Yeah, it's just going to mutate as it stays around. Yeah. Because we're not addressing it. Right. If, if the only way to fix it is the vaccine. Because if you just, if you just let it, like, oh, it'll just get, it'll pass by. That That's what they were trying to tell, everyone was trying to tell before. And that, the, the problem is, it's like, there's so much, um, so many things that people are not li- not knowing about how it's affecting people, because what the numbers they bring up would just be people who died, right? Mm-hmm. They're not bringing the people who were affected and still affecting them now. 
how it's like really affecting people's um, health now right. still. Like a lot of people, they might have not died, but they were on life support. Yeah, they were like, at, like it's, it's a lot of things, and that they have people, like long term like issues that correct. they will have for the rest of their life, like as it's, or it's, as a result of surviving. Yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of things that people are not addressing, right, and not, are not bringing up and everything, and it's like all, all that is is the only way to fix that. The only solution really is to have a valid vaccine, right? To move forward, and if you if you don't have the vaccine, then it's not gonna. Like we're gonna be in the same. We're gonna be talking about this years and years from now if we don't kind of come to grips with it. Like the Spanish flu lasted for like two years until they were able to like get a vaccine and kind of get things going. So it's like it didn't just go away. So it's like polio was another thing that was like taking people out of here and until they got a vaccine it ran rampant so it's like if people want things to quote unquote go back to normal the vaccine is how it happens yes and i'm not saying that there's nothing to be said for natural methods and doing your steaming your turmeric and your citrus and all that and taking your vitamins there's nothing against all any of that but we have to also be mindful that everybody's not able to do that for whatever reason. Yeah. And even if they have the access to the vitamins and to the turmeric and the this, not everybody's choosing to do it. So right. it's like, if we want to get back to a place of normalcy, that the, the medical intervention of a vaccine or a pill or some other type of treatment that's like created by the pharmaceutical companies is how we get there correct because remember it's not just you getting it it's you passing it to somebody else yes and, and that's that somebody else passing it to somebody else and correct. then passing and so, it, so, it's, so you, to, you know, always gotta remember that it's not even if you are doing all the um, taking the natural the remedies and everything yeah. like that you can still get it even though you might not have um, symptoms. symptoms you could pass it to somebody else and it might affect them more right um just just um i guess to bring up some more facts just about the vaccine in general because i'm seeing like people are confused are like oh if i take the vaccine why do i keep telling i think i make a um i can still get the virus or i can still pass the virus on like without making any sense i was like this is what the vaccine helps it so it won't affect you right to make sure it won't affect you the virus can you can still pass the virus on to others Right, because once you get the vaccine, if the virus enters your body, your body knows how to fight the virus. Correct. So it can fight the virus off and you may not feel any symptoms while your body's fighting the virus off. Correct. But you can still pass that virus on to someone else. Who, who like your vaccinated not- version doesn't, your vaccine doesn't jump onto somebody just because you, yeah. your vaccine works inside your body. It, the it, vaccine it, doesn't prevent the spread. The vaccine prevents it from affecting your body. Yeah. And basically, the more people that are vaccinated, the more, the less the effect of someone being infected and passing it to another person will be. Correct. So, for instance, it can't just be if you're the only one that has a vaccine in the house, you can still pass it to everybody else. Yes. So that's the reason why they say if you have a vaccine, you probably still wear your mask. Yes. Because you can still get the vac- get it for somebody else. But getting the vaccine assist with like at least I, I, I'm not worried about it hurting affecting me right like my body knows how to fight it so Correct. I'll be okay but 
we have to worry about everybody else yes. also. And I think that's the ultimate thing. Like people, pe- we are very individualistic as a culture in this country. And so everybody's really only thinking about themselves and what they kind of want and what's important to them. And they're not really thinking about the larger picture of everyone. And again, like I said, while I feel like the concerns that people have, there is some validity to them. I think that, you know, we've had a lot of time at home and we've had a lot of time to just muse and think about things. And so people are like just running with some of these like theories that don't really, that aren't really based in any fact and can be very easily debunked. Cause it's like, Oh, like going back to, you know, what we started with, like, Oh, they're, they're, they're setting up this vaccine to kill black people. I'm like, so all the doctors of all the races who took this vaccine, in order to work to continue to help the people who are coming into the hospitals with these vaccines. They're trying to kill them too? Is that what you're saying to me? They're trying to kill them too? Because they were the first people that got it, was the medical professionals, because they're the ones who are working in the hospitals, masked up, gloved up, whatever the case is, that have also been getting the virus. So make like help me understand why them getting it isn't the issue, but the everyday individual getting it is. Like I like it's just it's not connecting the dots for me and to kind of go back to what you said a little bit earlier about the not addressing things. I think the part of the antagonism that some black people have about this whole vaccine is about is to your point. America has not ever fully addressed the wrongs that has been that have been done to black people and other people of color in this country um in a meaningful way like they might have a little they might put out a little statement you know give a little you know a little uh uh, settlement or something in some of these cases but like beyond that it's just kind of swept under the rug and it kind of reminds me of like the joke about how black families or black parents don't know how to apologize they just ask you hey can i get you something to eat are you hungry and i feel like that's kind of the relationship that black people have with america it's just kind of like America realizes that they've done some things wrong, but they don't really address it. They just kind of come and put band-aids on it. Be like, okay, here, you want this? Here, you want this? And black people are like, all right. And I think now people are starting to be like, no, I don't want to be, you know, treated that way anymore. I want you to address these things before you convince me that this is, this is okay. So like I said, I do understand like the concerns that people have from, a historical and a medical historical perspective specifically, but I also don't want us to fall into a lot of these conspiracy theories and and things that, that people are saying. And the, the funny thing is a lot of these conspiracy theories come from white people. So I'm just like, why are black people eating this up? You trust this white person with this, with this random conspiracy theory, but you are distrustful of the white person who's saying, Hey, the vaccine is the key to getting us out of this. Like, what's the difference between this white person and that white person if we distrust all white people? Like, what, like, I, help me understand. What, what makes this one more trustworthy but the one who's an actual scientist and medical doctor telling you something? That's the one you don't trust. Well, that, that, that just goes with um, I trust the person who goes, who speaks to the voice in my own head. That's what I, that's what I, I guess, mean. Child. That's I what guess. I guess. It's just the voice in my head is saying, telling me, to, like the voice I, I told myself is that I don't want to do this vaccine. And then this person is supporting the idea. I'm going to listen to them. Yeah. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, folks are grown. They can do whatever they want to do. They can make the choices they want to make. I'm just saying, do your research. Like, 
and not when I say do your research, don't just go to one Google, the first like page that pops up on Google and just read that. Go read the CDC website. Go look at, you know, blogs and articles and stuff like that from actual doctors with medical degrees. Like stop listening to these random people who barely graduated high school, barely paid attention in biology that don't know anything about anything. Go find information from people who are actually qualified and, and that, have knowledge about and that, medicine not, and vaccines and viruses and, and not just the one doctor that says no right there's there's plenty of people in the medical community who probably are like yeah this isn't my brand of medicine whatever whatever but follow the science go go check that stuff out stop listening to these people with their random opinions and like stuff that they found from some youtube rabbit hole youtube is not research okay YouTube is not research because a lot of y'all be talking about I did my research and y'all went and, and and watched some random YouTube videos and YouTube and the algorithms will take you down a rabbit hole of videos of people saying the same stuff that they're just watching each other's videos and regurgitating the same information like watch YouTube if you want but like do a thorough analysis of what's really going on what's being said what's happening before you make a decision because ultimately when it comes to a health crisis like this the decisions that you make about whether you get a vaccine or don't get the vaccine don't just impact you like Mark said it impacts your family it impacts your friends it impacts everyone around you so like if you want normal you have to think about what you have to do to make that happen um, individually for everybody else so um, you know stay safe out there put your keep your masks on wash your hands uh, you know just stay safe because it's it's wild out here and you know I hope that this will be a, a distant memory very soon and um, that we will learn from this time and we'll be able to move past it and be a better um people for it um but i think that it is important to consider getting this vaccine because if if we have any hope of moving towards some remnant of the life we used to live where we actually like socialized with one another in real life uh where we actually went to movies and did picnics and had parties and you know just had graduations and just did normal things so you know like i said people do what you want make your choices but you know your choices aren't just about you it's also about everybody else around you word word so that was our topic let us now move on to you know if you have any questions about the topic or anything just please go um, or you thoughts. Can, you can email us at all of no fear pcast at gmail.com. Word to Big Bird. So who is the artist? The artist spotlight for this week, his name is Gene Moore. I found him on the internet, to be honest with you. I was watching, I think it was one of those Instagram pages, like they have range. I follow a couple of those Instagram pages where they post snippets of people who do a really good job, like singing and like just amazing and so one of those pages i was scrolling through and i found him um he's, on one of those he's popped up my titles once in a while just yeah I've, I've seen his name before but i don't know if i ever like took the time to like uh look into his stuff like hardcore so uh basically he's been in the music industry for a little while uh he's uh 
signed to Motown Gospel. Uh, he's married. Uh, he basically um, put out, he's put out a few albums. Uh, he put out one in 2019 called Tunnel Vision and the single off of that was Won't Be Moved. Uh, he also worked with uh, BJ the Chicago Kid um, on a song uh, he also uh, he's from Houston he's from Houston he's a PK um, his father Gene A. Moore Sr. is the pastor of March of Faith Community Church in uh, Pierland, Texas outside of Houston where he's from I wonder if you know Toby because they're from is Toby from Houston? Southwest? Southwest Southwest yeah oh, Southwest Southwest, Southwest, Southwest. Um, and uh, uh, at age 17 he was part of the Southeast Inspirational Choir founded by Shirley Joyner and Carl Preacher um, this choir was actually a launching pad for Yolanda Adams and he considers it a launching pad for himself because it kind of got him around the right people and you know he started getting mentorship and stuff like that um, to people in the industry um, he actually went to college and stayed and graduated because you know a lot of these singers be going to college and they be dropping out after like a year or two but he actually stuck around he graduated from Sam Houston State University with a bachelor's degree in radio and television journalism with a minor in advertising uh, he was a gospel announcer on the KWWJ Gospel 1360 AM station and then trans transitioned to the Contemporary Christian Music Station 89.3. Um, he, he said he really loved radio and, you know, but it wasn't his passion. So he started doing music part-time. Um, he was a backup singer for Israel Houghton and uh, was a backup singer seven years for um, Kirk Franklin um, he considers his musical influences to be people like Donny Hathaway, Stevie Wonder, India Ari, uh, Marvin Winans, and uh, Jason Nelson, who are two uh, very popular um, gospel artists today. Uh, yeah, I just you know like his music a lot. I like his voice. Uh, he's he's pretty he's pretty lit. Uh, I think I think you'll like this this song. The song I actually heard that I saw in the snippet was the song that we're going to play today. It's called Apart. So please get into this. Apart by Gene Moore. Oh, get into it. So good to know No matter what I do or where I go I'm yours Even on the days I don't feel you I know you're close The kind of connection That can't be broken I'll give my life And my devotion I go astray You keep pulling me back I love the fact I'm on your mind Still amazes me every day Someone like you isn't to below me Hard to believe
His word, voice word, is word. just so smooth, so smooth. It gives me like a a, a PJ Mortony a little bit, but like a little smooth because PJ got a little rasp to it. But Gene, Gene, I can get with this very soothing, comforting like voice. I could, I can listen to his music all day, all day. Love, 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 love. Um, I was just looking at him while the song was playing, and apparently he was also nominated for uh, the best gospel album last year. Um, I think Kirk Franklin won that category. Okay. And that's actually kind of cool to see that he was Kirk Franklin's backup singer at one point and was then nominated years later for a Grammy in the same category as him. That, yeah, that cool. says something. And that category was kind of hefty, too. Uh, it was Kirk Franklin, I think, uh, Shirley Caesar. Who, who else was in there? Uh, it, it was a hefty category. I was like, well, I see you, Mr. Gene. It was Kirk Franklin, Donald Lawrence, CeCe Winans, and William Murphy. Those, oh, are, wow. those are some big names. Yeah. So to even be in the in the midst with those people is kind of a big yeah. deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even mad, Gene. Kudos to you. So Word. yeah, check him out. I think his social is uh, Gene Moore. Uh, if you go on uh, Instagram, at least uh, is Gene Moore. We'll post the information um, on the website on the uh, 
what's wrong with me on the uh on the web on the episode description but i believe it's uh gene moore and it's yeah. more with two o's uh on instagram so go follow him he's out there in these streets support the black man support the black man um so let's get into this week in a random this week in random so uh you know uh i guess we starting off a little sad uh rest in peace to larry king um of the infamous larry king live he was on tv for like forever um, and I think he was 87 years old um, upon his passing. Uh, I think they said it was COVID related complications. Um, and, uh, you know, Larry's been having health issues for years. He's had strokes, I believe a heart attack or two. He's he's had some some things. So I think, you know, there might have been some people in his circle who were like, oh, he survived all these other things. He'll survive this. But you know, when it's your time, it's your time. And it seems, you know, he, he had a life well lived. So uh, rest in peace to Larry King. Uh, moving on. What's next? So let's get into this inauguration. So inauguration 2021 happened January 20th. Um, there was like a whole Facebook group talking about wear your pearls for the ladies and Chucks. I ain't have no, I couldn't find my Chucks. I don't know where they at. So I just I gave the kids a pearl and that was that was it. So um, the first thing I want to say about the inauguration, um, I don't know who we thought the inauguration was for. But whoever we thought it was for, it wasn't. This was Michelle Obama's inauguration. Okay. Michelle said, I'm gonna give these girls fashions. I'm gonna give these girls hair. I'm gonna give these girls a look. Okay. The way her and Barack shimmied in there, like, you know, you miss us. You know, you do. It's been a rough four years. We're here. Take it in. Take it all in. I said, Michelle, how you gonna come out here upstage, Miss um, First Lady Jill and Miss Vice President Kamala? She said, those girls is cute and they little jewel tone, but I came here to give you girls a burgundy look, okay? And she did that, okay? When she walked in, it was just like, good God, look, mm, mm, look at her go. And that hair, oh, Jesus, make me want to get a perm again because that thing was bouncing, okay? Those curls were done, done, you hear me? I don't know what product was in them, but they held, wasn't no humidity, no cold, no nothing. Gonna keep those curls from being luxurious. So I shan't hate. The fact that it was just like Michelle and her friend, when like her, her husband was the 44th president, and we was all like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, Michelle, that says something. Don't invite Michelle to no more events though. Cause if you, if you want it to be about you, she can't come. Cause she, it's gonna be about her. I don't even think she put on that outfit thinking it was gonna be about her, but she shut the thing down. And um, shout outs to the young man who uh, designed her ensemble. His name is Sergio Hudson. Uh, I started following him on Instagram. He also dressed um, Kamala for the, excuse me, Vice President Kamala Harris for the um, inauguration uh, post festivities, like the black ensemble that um, Vice President Kamala Harris had on. That's what. Um, Sergio Hudson designed that as well. So shouts to him. Um, I hope he will get some uh, some big business um, as a result of this these two high profile ensembles that he put together. But they looked real cute, all of them. Um, Kamala with her purple, Vice President Kamala with her purple, uh, First Lady Jill Biden with her um, her uh, was that teal kind of jewel tone blue, real jazzy, real nice. Um, 
I guess the inauguration was supposed to start at 12 and uh, Joe Biden said, all right, we're going to start at 10 to 12. Anybody got time. We got things to do. Things need to be done. So they did. They did the ceremony. It was beautiful. It was just it was wonderful to see like just, you know, normalcy for like once in like I feel like we've been literally living on a roller coaster for the last four years. So it was nice to just see some regular normal stuff. Um, so, you know, uh, Kamala Harris's, um, nephew-in-law, uh, came up there with a suit and some Dior sneakers. It was lit. You know, there was some people in the older black people delegation was like, that was a formal occasion. He shouldn't have worn those. And everybody else was like, he's a drip king. Let, let him be great. Um, they were serving a lot of fashion up there on the thing. The younger folks that came, like Kamala's uh, ne- ne- uh, nieces and nephew, they was giving fashion. They was giving fashion. Um, I was glad Kamala didn't come in a pantsuit because, girl, we've seen enough. I, I'm, I was happy to see a leg and a heel. I was happy to see an ankle. I feel like I haven't seen that lady's ankle ever. So it was great. Um, the young lady, Amanda Gorman, who recited the poem, Yes, God. Yes, 22-year-old black queen. I see you. I see you with the crochet braid pulled up with the gold uh, beauty supply store uh, or, or, or adornments. It was real nice. Um, her yellow coat was everything with her red headband. Um, apparently, the ring there was a ring she was wearing that was a caged bird ring that she got from Oprah. Um, and it was to honor Maya Angelou, who I guess is one of her faves. And apparently Oprah was going to send her a coat. But she said, nah, Oprah, I got this yellow coat over here. I'm going to shimmy on with it. And that she did. She shimmied on with it. Um, and when I tell you this girl is out here, like I, I read this about her after the fact. Apparently she has like auditory processing issues and like issues sometimes with like speaking because she has auditory processing issues. And knowing that, and to know that she was able to get up in front of the entire world, essentially, and recite that poem as powerfully as she did. Yes, God. Big shouts to Miss uh, Amanda Gorman. 22 years old. 22. It makes me think, well, what have I done with my life? Because you know what I was doing at 22? Not that. So, you know, shoot, I'm 35. I'm still not doing that. So I don't really. Kudos to sis. Um, she has a children's book coming out that's available for pre-order on Amazon. It won't be out until September, but pre-order is happening. Um, she was on the Anderson Cooper show and Anderson Cooper was just like astounded, like just blown away by her. Like he could barely talk. And Anderson Cooper is a very astute, accomplished um, interviewer. So to have somebody have him speechless like that says a lot. So shouts to young sis. Now let's get into the vocals. Um so Lady Gaga, as my good sis Gabby likes to call her, Lady Gaga showed up to the function giving me a Hunger Games tea with the biggest bird on her on her chest. And in my group chat, in one of my group chats, we was like, now, you know, she had a bigger bird that she was trying to wear on her head or something. But the stylist had to be like, sis, this ain't the moment for this. This is not the Grammy. This is the inauguration. You got to bring it down. OK, so she came. She sang. She did her thing because Miss Stephanie Germanata will always let you know she went to the NYU Tisch School of the Arts and she's a trained vocalist. OK, she's not like these other girls who pop up out here. She does this. She's not new to this. She's true to this. So she came and gave us the vocal that we expect from Stephanie Germanata. Okay. This is where it gets weird. So we had Stephanie, AKA Lady Gaga, come out, give us vocals. The girl's weird. She's a lot of things. What she can do is sing. That's a fact. I won't argue that with anybody. 
So then I want to know who curated this, like the entertainment vocal portion of this. Because out walks J-Lo looking like a million dollars, giving us white, giving us diamonds, giving us jewels, giving us like just well-preserved, like classy lady. But we know J-Lo don't have it. We know her vocal's not there. We know she don't sing no songs. Ashanti sings some of them. Um, that Get Right song, the good sis Yana Crawley. Um, if you don't know who Yana is, she was on Sunday Best, one of the seasons. She sang the vote, the parts that we sing along to to get right. Yana Crawley sing that. So we're not sure what JLo sing at this point. So I was a little confused when they invited her to uh, give us a rendition because she don't sing. But she came and she did her best. It was better than I expected. Um, considering that I don't expect much. The real gag of it, and this is a true story, no cap, no lie. Avery was sitting next to me on the couch um, looking at her tablet while we're watching the inauguration. J-Lo is singing. My three-year-old, no cap, sits up. What's that noise? What's that noise? Said it like three times. What's that noise? I said, the lady's singing. She was like, that's boring. That's, And I actually recorded her saying it's boring. And the way she said it was just like, Oh, that's boring. That's boring. She didn't have nothing else to say about the inauguration, but that J-Lo singing, she was like, I'm not doing this. She's like, my mommy sings. And that's, I know what singing is in that there. That's not it. Not she said, who's singing? She said, what's that noise? Almost fell out. I said, Avery, shady at three like that? She said, just what's that noise? I said, good God. J-Lo, my baby ain't had to shade you like that, but you did this to yourself. You came up on the TV and did this. So I don't know. I was down laughing when I was right over there. I was like, what's that noise Avery you don't have to be that disrespectful but then she's my child so I mean hmm. yeah what am I what am I saying but yeah you know she looked great she it as uh what is it uh, the late great Aretha Franklin said beautiful gowns gorgeous gowns that's all I have to say about Jaylo. beautiful gowns gorgeous gowns um then they had Garth Brooks come up there and I realized that Garth Brooks has a uniform which is the blazer t-shirt jean cowboy boot hat combo it just looked a little out of place because um, everybody was suited and booted. Everyone had on a, a peacoat, a glove, you know, just gave a little jazz. Um, and, you know, you know, Garth just came giving me, you know, grand old Opry tea. And that's that wasn't where we was at. Garth, that wasn't what we Garth, was doing. Garth Brooks is like white people's like bread still. He could have dressed like one. I would have liked that. I know. He didn't but, have a pant. Like a like a suit. I'm just saying, he didn't have a meaning that like yeah. people when people look for Garth Brooks, they're not looking for him in a suit; they're looking for him like that at all times. His vocal was good. He did a very stirring rendition of um, of uh, "Amazing Grace." Um, he did some hugging after he finished, and I was like, "Garth, don't think COVID is real," because he out here walking up to people and hugging them with mad cameras everywhere. He don't think COVID is real. Um, but anyway, I. It, it was just a very weird like conglomeration of people like Lady Gaga, Garth Brooks, J-Lo. I would never put them together. And, you know, J-Lo sang some very real bass model remedial songs. And she was giving me a lot like she was like she was hitting notes. And I was just like, girl, it's, you, you at one note, two at the most here. Like, let's not. So it just it, I don't know who curated this. Um, I know that um, Amy Klobuchar was the uh, one of the chair people, so maybe she just did like a little. What are you into? Yeah, I, 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 th- I, would I put think three people together on any slate at any point ever. I, I think I don't think it was a theme. I think the yeah. theme, the thing was mostly just um, diversity, and I, I, I think they're just trying to sh- trying to appeal to different people. Like, 
what I, what I think. Oh, and what, then J Lo got out there and started yelling, "Let's get loud!" and said something in Spanish really loudly. And my Latino coworker was like, "But sis, you didn't have to yell the Spanish at the people. That was a bit much." She's like, "I hate when people do that. I hate it. It was just a lot. Like, I like, I guess I get the demographic, whatever. But it was just like J Lo. This I, wasn't I just, the place. I, I, she I was just, acting like it was a Super Bowl. I was like, "This is the inauguration." Sis. I, I, I think people Take need to down. stop, like when they want to like choose a. Hispanic singer they choose J-Lo like there aren't singers that are Hispanic that actually sing I know but like I, I guess that it, she is the uh, the safe Hispanic okay I, I guess to choose which is trash but I think that's where they get that from cause she cause like she's the the Hispanic person who like I guess white people like more. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, their more? choices were her, or Christina Aguilera, over singing behind. So I mean, I guess. So I, I choices. I, I, th- I think that um, it's not it's not a lot of um artists like black people have gotten out of that. So there's a lot more people like like. But where was the black they, singers? Was all the black singers booked? Was they all booked? From what I can see, everybody home ain't nobody doing no concerts or nothing. Everybody home was was no one available. Like we couldn't. Like uh, I know Beyonce minds her business, but I mean we couldn't. Wasn't Kara Sheard wasn't available. Um, um, Shalaya and and what and, like, and, and that's why I said I I think they're trying to appeal to the people who didn't vote for her. I guess because I don't know that. They, we didn't have to have J-Lo as a point. I'm not hating on that lady. You know, get it how you live, sis. But, like, I just felt like, you know, vocal integrity-wise, like, you can't give me Garth, who was a respected country singer, uh, Lady Gaga, and then this lady. Like, what am I supposed to do with J-Lo? What, what, what is but, this? But also, I'm, I'm not sure how much Joe Biden actually knows, like... Joe Biden ain't picked none of them people. That I know. Yeah. He ain't picked none of them people. Somebody came to him and said, how you feeling? He was like, all right, cool. And that was it. He he ain't really think about it. No, no ways. I'm, yeah. Oh, uh, you, you never know. He might have picked Gaga. I do not believe he picked J Lo or 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 Garth. I don't believe it. Like I said, he, he might could have, but like, I want to know who picked J Lo. That's what I want to get the bottom of on today. Who picked beautiful gowns, gorgeous gowns? That's what I want to know. What what does that? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get to. So speaking of President Biden. I've been seeing a lot of commentary on the socials. Well, for the first thing. The, literally the day he got inaugurated the same day like that night I saw a screenshot of uh, a Fox News uh, screen or whatever where they're saying uh, President Biden uh, first day in office 400,000 people dead from COVID I say is y'all really trying to get this off then 400,000 people died today is that what y'all do? Is that what y'all trying to convince people that he's the president and 400,000 people have died from COVID because he's president? Cut it out. Stop it. No, I'm not an idiot. Stop it. So that started it off. And li- literally every day, the news cycle in some fashion, Biden's not doing anything. He's not. Meanwhile, the man signing executive orders left and right. He's creating a task force or a group of people to actively address the COVID situation because there was none for the last four years. Like he's doing things. He's trying to implement changes and reverse a lot of things that were happening in the previous administration. And I'm seeing people, you know, on social media talking about we need to hold him accountable. The dude ain't even been in office a week. Hold him accountable for what, sis? Can he can he can he be at work for a week? 
like have you started a job and somebody expected you to have all your things together in the course of a week ain't the first two weeks at minimum training were you trying to learn and figure out the lay of the land and what to do why is it that we not extending that same courtesy to someone who is the president yes he was the vice president before but he was not the president so he don't know every single thing that needs to be done he doesn't he's he's learning just like anybody else who's starting in a new position and he is trying to do stuff but it's like it's like people expecting him to come into office and that day be like cancel student loans for everyone and it's just like things take time and it's just like, i just don't people like you i i was reading this thread um somebody that i uh i'm friends with on social media and there was a there was two guys going back and forth in the thread and one guy was like um we have to stop talking about being patient and giving these people time. That's how they keep us sleep and docile. We need to put their feet to the fire and keep our feet on their neck. And the other guy was like, the dude been in office five days. Like what, what you really realistically think he can do in five days? He's doing stuff. He's reversing things. He's trying it, but it's been five days. Like, what is it you expected? And it's like, what, what, what do people want from Joe Biden? In the well, word, like in well, the, I mean, well, I'm saying it in the in the in the Cisco. What, I, what, I, what, what I, do people want from Joe Biden? What I, what I will say is that what like, want? is that um, it, it's not the same people though. Like the people who usually are saying all these things are people who didn't really support him in the first place. Pretty much, yeah. So because it was like, if you really didn't want them, and your view your view was he was going to fail anyway, you're going to look at it a different way. You're gonna look at like every every little thing like ah he's not doing enough like you you didn't expect much from him in the first place. Just, so just. so if you don't expect much from somebody, everything they do you it's gonna be a negative. Like the 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 biggest thing that they've did with Barack Obama is they've convinced everybody that he did nothing. Right. So like it's all you do is just convince you that he's not doing they're not doing much for it to be ineffective. But it's been five days. I'm just letting you know. Jesus. But that's, that's how it starts. This is like every time, just like, oh, what are you doing? You're not getting if that. we were like in year one and it was still like the same as it was the day he came in, all right. Shoot, if it was six months in, all right, let's have a conversation. But it ain't even been a week. Can y'all relax? Like, I, we all want things, but it's been a week. Can you just chill? Good God. You just, ugh. You make me sick. Um, so the other star of the inauguration um, was Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders pulled up like he had things on his agenda today. And uh, this inauguration was just one of the things he was trying to come to. He came there with an envelope. Um, he looked like he had to make a drop at the post office uh, post inauguration attendance. Uh, looked like maybe he needed to do some grocery shopping. He had things on his agenda. And I, the memes on Facebook were killing me where people were like, Joe's agenda, for, I mean, uh, Bernie's agenda for the day. 10 a.m., stop by the office. 12, swing by Joe's thing. To uh, 2 p.m., go to the go to the post office. I was like, he did look that way. And so the meme of him sitting in his chair with his legs crossed, holding his uh, his uh, envelope and with his hands crossed with his gloves uh, went viral. My job actually had uh, superimposed the picture of him on the front steps of our of our campus, uh, and those memes were everywhere. Bernie being the man of the people socialist that he is capitalized on that meme he got sweatshirts made with that picture sold them and then donated all the money to the meals on wheels in vermont the state that he's from i was like that's such a bernie thing to do yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kudos to him. Kudos to him. I don't know why y'all wouldn't let that man be great and become the president, but it's whatever. It just, it, I guess it wasn't meant to be, just like Hillary. Wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, yeah, people aren't ready for that level of, of, no. of socialism that Bernie's about. People are like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do any of that. No. Um, so we talked about COVID a little bit earlier on today. And um, I don't know if you saw it, but um, Hosea Chanchez, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. You might know him as the, um, the guy from the movie, The Game, who, not the movie, the TV show, The Game. He played uh, Malik Wright. I think that was his character's name. If I'm Malik El Debarge, right? That's correct. Yeah. Jose who? Hosea Chanchez is C H A N C H E Z. So he basically um, over the weekend put out a statement. He's the first sort of celebrity to say something like this. So I'm gonna read it directly from his Instagram page. So what he said was: Black celebrities, restaurant, club hookah and strip club owners etc wake the f up stop leading your people to the slaughter at the hands of this virus to gain profit and service your ego you are facilitating mass extinction in our communities this must stop to the patrons of these places these celebrities hosting those events don't give two s-h-i-t-s's about you or your family they are only there to make money spread the virus feed their egos and go back to their mansions with premium health care this is a trap all caps Accountability lies beyond governors and governments when it comes to protecting our people. We must be responsible for our health and family safety. Mass extinction from super spreader events is at the hands of our own people. Stop this madness, protect us, and stay your ass inside. And I didn't see nothing wrong with what he said. Because if you look at Atlanta and some of these other areas across the country, folks is having full gatherings no masks in sight and i'm like so they don't have covid there anymore they got rid of it and i thought it was great to see a public figure like speak up and say everybody who's participating in this club owners other celebrities all y'all are dead wrong for doing this in this pandemic like y'all like y'all are purposely having people come out to these events where all y'all talking about oh there's hand sanitizer and uh we're taking temperatures what that mean you can hand sanitize and take temperatures to death but if someone in there is again asymptomatic and the mask procedure is not being followed because you we we already know people don't wear their mask the way they're supposed to. They have the mask on, but it's under their nose or it's under their chin. Well, down south they don't, they don't wear a mask at all. They don't. Be, people don't be wearing masks at all. There's not. There's some states where it's not mandated, so you can't make people wear one when they come to an event. So you can say you checking temperatures and hand sanitizing all you want, but at the end of the day, if everybody's not following the protocol the same way, the door is open for people to spread the virus and catch it from other people so i completely applaud his statement and agree with his point because i feel like a lot of people are being irresponsible um with this whole thing um you know uh his caption underneath the status was the audacity of some of y'all celebs influences influencers and artists posting black lives matter meanwhile you're leading your people to the slaughter also you can make a few bucks and hear people scream your name and praise you i was like well he ain't lying he ain't lie because I've seen so many pictures of like these events that people are promoting and like the outcome. I'm like, what social distancing is happening here? Like, what's going on? So, you know, kudos to him for speaking up and saying something. Appreciate him. Um, 
In other interesting news, so the Salt and Pepper movie came out this past weekend on uh, Lifetime. I think they're the black biopic movie uh, network now because they've been they've been on it for the last couple of years. Um, the Wendy Williams one is coming up, I think, this coming weekend. So I definitely want to watch that one because I was a big, big Wendy fan back when she was on the radio um, show on 107.5 here in New York. But um, so the Salt and Pepper movie was coming, um, came out this past Saturday. Um, I think maybe Thursday or Friday, uh, DJ Spinderella, who uh, is a third of the group or was or I don't really know the whole story on that one, um, basically made us. And I'll explain why I said that in a second. Unless she's part of the group. <laughs> I don't know if Salt and Pepper think that. Um, so basically, she put out a statement saying that she is not in any way involved with the movie. She was not consulted or, you know, part of the conversation of the movie being made. Like she was not, she was not called, asked to participate, asked to give anything. So she, she cannot speak to anything in the movie because she had nothing to do with it. Cause I guess fans were like, I can't wait to see you in the movie. I can't wait to see, you know, your story or whatever, whatever. And she was like, yeah, I didn't have anything to do with that. And she went on to talk about how, you know, she felt, you know, she was very hurt because, you know, she did not think that, you know, in this era of, you know, women supporting women, black girl magic, blah, 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 that she would feel disenfranchised and disempowered by two black women. And essentially, and there was a, a there was a um, a reality show. I think it was on BET, like maybe last year or the year or the year before, um, where Salt and Pepper was, I think, working on a tour or another album or something like that. And I didn't see the show, but from what I've read online, apparently they treated Spinderella very like she was an employee and not like she was a member of the group. And I think at the end of the show, they kind of put her out of the group and said, you, you not with us no more. It's just me and me and uh, me and salt, me and pepper, whatever the case is. Um, and you know, the story basically is when salt and pepper started, there was a, a girl who was with them. I think her name was Latoya that was with them for like a year or two, but she ended up getting fired because she was always coming late to like concerts and, and, you know, rehearsals or whatever. So they, so then the guy who was managing them or producing them or whatever, Herbie, who was also Salt's boyfriend at the time brought in um, Spinderella when she was a 16 year old high school student. And I guess they kind of treated her like she was an employee because she was the DJ of Salt and Pepper. Yeah. And, and young. And young. So they never really embraced her as like a full member. And the movie kind of highlighted that. Yeah. Because Spinderella was represented, but I don't even know if the girl had lines. And it was a three hour movie. Yeah, it, it, was, very, it was a very short <laughs> amount of lines. Like it was like. I don't know what she said. It, she was very pretty. The, the instances that she was there was it was always a time when they, she was either treated like a child. Mm hmm. Or like not really highlighted. Like it was mostly about salt and pepper. And like what what I got from based based off the movie, I'm not sure if that's really how it was. Based off the movie, it seems like it was salt and pepper. There it was just those two initially in the first place. Yeah. And then um, the um, person who signed them tried to bring somebody else in, mm -hmm. and then they they were really never about the idea in the first place. Right. So that's probably kind of where that was. And like. They feel like they didn't really have a say in it with her her being there or not. 
So like she was there, but like they, that was never their desire. But my whole thing is one when y'all was making like she has a verse on what a man she has a verse on a few of your songs when y'all were winning awards and doing tours and doing all the stuff it was always the three of you so if you had a problem with her being there you should have figured it out from way back when like to me to be trying to exclude her now it's like what no correct i i I, what are you talking about i i I agree like if you had a problem you should have said something from back then number one but but i do i do know i do see how um, in terms of management, in terms of thing, when they put you in there, like you either all three of you or, or no group at all. So they, they like they work with it. Right. But I, I do. But it's not her fault. It's not like she forced herself in there and no, no, said, I, I, I want to be a part of I'm it. I'm not saying it's her fault at all, yeah. but it's. it's And to continue to treat her like that for years, like to me, it's just messed up because A, y'all were older than her. So she's probably looking at y'all as big sisters. And that's the example that y'all said as big sisters was being mean girls to her? No, no. What I'm not I'm not saying any of that's right. I, I'm just only point I'm making is, um, they they just I think all the hostility to her is just from the people who put her in. Right. I think that that I think it, it's it's the concept of her being there is just a reminder of the people who put her in, and they don't trust the people to put her in. But that was like twenty thirty. Like y'all I, is. I adults get, now I don't think it's in. I don't think like y'all got kids that think, was y'all age when y'all started I don't the group. think that's what they're saying in their mind but I think it's like subconsciously that's what they're saying no I understand what you're saying I just feel like but it's been like 30 years like at what point do we like get over that at one point do we have a conversation get that on the table get our feelings on the table and move on regardless of how she got in the group or how you felt about it at the time the three of you together have made history as a black female rap group and DJ Spinderella is iconic in her own right in in the fact that young black girls looked at her and was like oh I can DJ too I got it so it's just like that to me like I get it you didn't really want her to be there because it was you and you and Peppa but but to me I just kind of feel like okay like in, 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 ter- in terms of a mentorship and in terms of being a part of it, fine. And I and, and I and like I said, I don't, I don't think the way and, they. Tri- and what has she done to you to where you're doing a movie about your music group and you don't even include her? Like what what is it that she has done so bad? I don't know. I wasn't there. Like is that's what I'm saying? Like is there like is there some part of this story that we're not getting? Because what is it that she could have done that was so bad to you that you felt like in telling your story? about your group she couldn't be involved in it even based off the movie you, you how they did it was always like even out of the pictures it made it seem like it was old salt and pepper and then Sparrow was trying to get in yeah and like and they were like no you can't get in this and like it's it's been that way right and i'm and, just and, like, and like which which like i guess i can see how annoying and frustrating that is yeah because like I, i'm here to do a job but it's it's, right. it's but it's and, like, and, 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 and this this i I, th- I think it falls on all three because on one hand correct they're the older ones you figured out but also after a certain amount of time Spinero should be like all right let me get out of here basically i think she so yeah it, I, I agree I, I like like if 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 for 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 years we know, I noticed that they don't really care, they don't really think of me like that. It's always those two, and then maybe me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, outside, outside of just the name. So after a certain part of time, 
you're a grown up too. Right. Like you can you, say, you know, you, bump these biffers. So like, I'm it, head out. I, I think it's it's kind of on all of them. Yeah, because I think I uh, I remember reading like even when they were doing the reality show, like it always kind of came off like she was trying to get their approval. Correct. And they were never giving it to her. And it's like as a grown woman, you just got to sometimes tell a woman to kick rocks with sandals on. Yeah. Because ain't nobody got time. I, I but I just still felt like, you know what? Despite all that, if y'all gonna put out a movie about y'all selves, like y'all can't just dead not include her. Like that's nuts. Yeah. Because she's she's regardless of whether you want her there or not, she is affiliated with your group and she always will be. Yeah. But it 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 could have been like there was a conversation that I had and they didn't like the, what she was talking about or what she was saying. Then she was like, all right, then don't I, do it. I, I mean, I ultimately feel like a lot of it was about splitting the money. Like they didn't want to split the money three ways. They wanted to keep it between the two of them. But that that's probably what it was from the beginning. Yeah. I, and I and I think that's the that's the thing. I just I just hope that you know before they you know leave this earth they can come to some kind of agreement about it because it's nonsense. So outside of that, I just have a few things I want to say about the movie. It is 2021, the year of our Lord, 2021. I'm not doing Tyler Perry uh, wigs and movies no more. Hell no, nah. I'm not doing it. The guy who played. Um, uh, Salt's boyfriend who was the producer for the group at one point man they had a scene in there where he was at the VH1 honors and he has locks I guess that was the most awful first of all they didn't even look like locks they looked like braids but whatever and it, you could see it was a wig and, and the camera person had the audacity to zoom into the top of his head and all you saw was just synthetic wig I said Miss Salt and Pepper Girls no Sandy and Chevro no I am not doing these Tyler Perry wigs in 2021 I understand that Lifetime may not be you know the HBO's uh, and the MGM's of the world and your budget may not have been but not with that wig I didn't need that okay I didn't need it it wasn't necessary I didn't like it I don't appreciate it I'm tired I'm tired truth is I'm tired I thought I was done with these wigs after that uh, Fall from Grace movie but here we go again I'm not doing this step the wig budget up or the black people movies I'm tired okay I don't want to see it no more um, the salt and pepper wigs were also awful but that that man's wig was egregious to me and I felt like I had to say something about it um, another thing I thought that was weird why was it three hours for the timeline to end in 2005 girl that was 15 years ago you took three hours to wrap the movie up 15 years ago this ain't need to be that long y'all didn't talk about nothing for three hours to me I feel like if you're gonna do three hours you need to do it like new edition now that was a well done biopic okay I watched all three sections every time like oh my god look at this I am I am enthralled like I was watching this but salt I, and pepper movie like all right but also like okay, the like, new edition movie also there was a lot of drama happening I don't know and how, see how, and, and and I was gonna get to that yeah the reason that the movie was three hours long and I felt blah about it is because I felt like it was a bunch of fluff. They didn't tell me nothing. Like, and it was very one-sided the way things were told. Like, Salt never addressed that she was married to a whole Negro for almost 20 years. Never addressed it. At no point did she ever, ever in the movie address the fact that she was married to that man. If I did not know her life, because her daughter went to my college. If I did not know her life, I would think that she just met that Gavin man and they were shacking for a little bit, had two kids. She was married to that man. And I remember they had a reality show like 
back in the early 2000s. I thought it was weird that at no point did she ever confirm or address that they were married. But like Peppa's marriage to Tretch was like all up and through the movie and all that dysfunction. But Salts, we never touched on. Mind you, I remember they, they did an interview before the movie came out and they asked her, would she be talking on her marriage? And she said, no, it's not included in the movie. And I was just like, yeah, you divorced from the dude now. I understand. But you did marry him and have two kids with him. Like, why Why were you, why did you just like edit that part conveniently out the conversation? I thought that was a little weird. So I felt like I didn't really learn anything about her as a person. I feel like more of, Pe- I had a better understanding of Peppa as a person from watching the movie than I did Saul. I felt like Saul gave me a lot of surface. Peppa, I kind of got a little bit more, but even then I still felt like, because I've seen episodes of like growing up hip hop and other shows where Peppa's been like talking about her life, I was like, I didn't learn anything from this movie that I didn't know about y'all necessarily. What I did learn was apparently them, Martin Lawrence and Kid and Play all worked at a call center before they all became famous and that Kid and Play are the ones who came up with their salt and pepper logo. That's what I learned that I never knew before. Also, whoever casted Martin, you need to be ashamed of yourself. That man didn't look young or th- what Martin looked like back then and who that guy was in the thing. No, ma'am. No, sir. Casting, try again. I didn't like it. Um, but other than that, for three hours, I didn't learn nothing about salt and pepper that I didn't already know. I, I, also, I also think that... Um you shouldn't create your own biopic. I think they should ask you questions, but you shouldn't create your own biopic be- yeah. be- because that that happens because of things of like would get cut out like that. Yeah, because I was just like, but what? Because, I still because, I still like, don't know nothing about y'all. Because the the good biopics are the ones that like are, they they can be involved, but they can't like they they can give suggestions and everything like that. Yeah. but they don't have control of what what goes yeah. in and goes like, out. The new edition one was really good to me because it really delved into like what the interpersonal issues were between the guys, like when they broke up and like, you know, why, why Ralph Tresvant and, and Mike Bivens had they beef and like they showed them reconciling and it showed Bobby falling out with the group and what, like it went into the nitty gritty of like some of the things that people may have known about in the news, but didn't know like the full, full story. And I felt like with new edition, it was like, I learned things about each of the members that I did not know prior to seeing the movie. So I felt like I was entertained, but I also left knowing like, I never knew how Johnny Gill came to be a part of the group. I was just like, Oh, Johnny Gill's in the group. Okay. I, I guess I, cause I'm also not like, I didn't grow up in American culture. So there's a lot of things I just kind of like read about or read about to like, no. So like I knew Johnny Gill was in the group and I just assumed he was an original member. I never really knew until after the fact that he joined the group like later on. So it was like a lot of things that I learned about personally that I felt kept me engaged. Like, I think I just watched this, this movie to talk about it on the podcast, honestly, because I was like, it came out, but it was, I wouldn't watch it again. I, I wouldn't watch it again. Um, it was it was super cute. It was kind of like that TLC one. I, I wouldn't watch it again. I wouldn't. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about was I I think I said two podcasts ago. Well, not this thing. The last thing I'm a liar. A few more things, but we're gonna move on. We're gonna move through it. Um, a couple podcasts ago, I said that the verses would never happen between Ashanti and Keisha Cole because I really didn't think it would. Um, it did happen. Look at God. Um, and Ashanti won. Like I told y'all, she would. Um, some of y'all, some of my friends in my group chats are trying to argue me down. Keisha gonna win with what? 
if Keisha's attitude is showing up, she's already lost. And I, I said that. I was like, if Keisha, if Keisha come up with Keisha's attitude, she already lost. And sure enough, Keisha did come with Keisha's attitude. And that turned a lot of people off. It was like, why is she in here acting all stank and funky? Like she always act every time she goes somewhere. So that was part of the problem. And Ashanti's a, you know, she's she's not the greatest of singers, but she was the better sounding live singer that night. Because every time Keisha tried to sing live of her tracks, I was like, don't. As Avery said, what's that noise? Um, didn't like it. Like it sounded... Keisha's studio singing and I'm not being shady because some people are studio singers it is what it is I'm not saying she can't sing I just don't think she can sing live like for real and match her songs like I think she can absolutely do in the studio and they'll do the fine tuning and the mixing and you know what parts of them do but um live nah you can say whatever you want to say about Miss Shanti but Shanti came with the vocal uh, to match her songs okay that's that's these are just facts of life you can fight me if you want to um she also came with a more positive attitude um and that makes a difference because seeing ashanti's positive attitude up against keisha's funkiness it was just like ugh. and i'm not gonna front ashanti got more bops than keisha i, I told y'all that from before did nobody want to believe me ashanti got more bops than keisha period ashanti won the verses um in uh singer news uh so i was on you know the on my bed last night you know getting ready to fall asleep minding my business i get on twitter and i see trey songs is trending i'm like lord what has trey songs done now i thought it was going to be something related to stealing someone's woman because he is mr steal your girl so i thought maybe he has stole laurie harvey from michael b jordan you know that's a story what I saw was Trey Songs having a police officer in a whole headlock and looking unbothered as hell while doing it. And I was like, my God, what is wrong with him? Why does he have this man and would not let him go either? Like there are two people trying to pull Trey Songs off the guy he has in headlock and Trey Songs is just like, I'm not letting him go. He's going to stay in this headlock. So, and I believe a few years ago, Trey Songs had a case for putting his hands on, on a police officer or like somebody in law enforcement like he beat the brakes off of them um so you know i investigated the story a little more and it appears that um trey songs was at the kansas city chiefs buffalo bills uh championship game this past sunday and the particulars are still a little unclear. Like I, I heard some people saying that they approached him because he wasn't wearing a mask. Um, but people who were like there when it happened said that that wasn't true. It seems like the police came over, approached him and things got hectic. And I don't know if they're uh, Minneapolis police or if they just, you know, stadium police. I don't know who they is, but basically, you know, they jumped, they tried to jump him basically. Um, and say he was trespassing and I was like how's he trespassing at a football game that looked like it just ended like they were still like patrons in the stands like in the seats around him like it looked like you know oh we're just standing up as the game is ending whatever whatever so how's he trespassing at an event that's still going on that I don't understand like he's been in there the whole game if he wasn't supposed to be there would someone not have caught this by now he is a famous person I'm not saying he's you know a Denzel Washington but like he he's well known he's easily recognized like i'm not trying i'm not understanding how he um was trespassing so yeah i guess they tried to jump him he had dude in the headlock i don't understand (laughs) why people don't don't see that trey songs has let you kids know from the jump his hands are always ready they're always available they're for everyone and i will say 
that is the energy I've always received from gentlemen from the DMV area. And I don't know if this is this is your experience having been to school in the DMV area. DMV men don't have no problem fighting nobody. Their hands are always available at all times for everyone. They are equal opportunity hirers. They will they will put them hands on anybody. They don't care. Every single one I've ever met. They don't they cool, just chill cats. We'll put those hands on anybody. Police officer, daddy, whoever. Pull up, you can get it. That's how they roll. And so Trey Songs has told you kids time and time and showed you kids time and time again. His hands are for everybody. And I guess he demonstrated this again today. I believe he is now out uh, on bail. I saw an Instagram post. He's on a private jet going back to wherever it was <laughs> he flew from to come here. Um, so we'll see how this develops. But it currently looks like he was being harassed by these police officers or, you know, law enforcement people and he was defending himself so we'll see where this goes but they probably tried the route the wrong one because trey songs is uh they probably thought he was just a regular guy not realizing that he's a man of means and influence so we'll see how this goes for them they probably gonna get fired you about to lose your job because you detaining me for nothing um we also got to talk real quick about the situation in Harlem. I don't know if you've heard um, listeners out there, but there was a young lady um, in Harlem last week who went to purchase a bottle of wine. And I guess there was some young men in front of the um, establishment uh, who walked inside and followed her and were trying to engage her in conversation. And one of them asked her, you know, could he pay for her bottle? And she said, no, I'm good. No, thank you. I got it. And somehow that incensed him so greatly that him and the group of of men he was with decided to jump this lady and one of them actually bit her on the face what's wrong with people is it the is it drugs is it what what is the reason like why are people just like why would you do that to a woman who's minding her like a woman can't even tell you i'll pay for my own stuff without you feeling like offended and that you need to like physically attack like the fact that six to eight men jumped that woman one of them bit her snatched her phone out of her hand like i watched where she was talking about what happened i was just like it's gotta be drugs it's gotta be it's either drugs or demon possession one of those two because that's not normal behavior that normal people do like what's wrong like what is happening what is happening I'm like, really, Harlem? That's how y'all giving it up? For real? It's not Harlem. It's, it's them. It's not Harlem. It's a poor reflection on the neighborhood. It's them. It's, it's, it is, but like, it's a poor, I, I, they, I, I, they I, might I, not I, even I, be from Harlem for all we know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to put it all on like a whole location based off of how's it. It look, it look bad. It don't look good. It does. It don't look good. But the reason why I won't say it's Harlem because of what happened after. Because after, um, there's a bunch of people outside now making sure that people get home safe. Yeah. Yeah, because the community is stepping up and policing itself because they're like, my impression that those dudes probably aren't from around there. The thing is, they could be from around there, but that is, but I I still won't be reflecting on Harlem. I'm I'm just saying it it don't make it look good. Because there there are already these perceptions that Harlem is this way or that way and that type of stuff just doesn't. And mind you, I've been to Harlem several times. I've never had an experience of anything like that happening. I've been to Harlem all times of the day and night. It's a perception of every black neighborhood in in New York. But it's just like, come on. like Y'all don't have no excuse for this. Like there's nothing to justify. No, they're they're, they're being trash. El trash hole. 
I, I, I guess I, I don't want to get into too much about like that's how people in Harlem are. No, no, no. Like, cause like that's just them. Mm-hmm. And you know it's not really how people from Harlem are because of how angry everybody else was. Yeah, us. So yeah. It's, people, it's, it's people, not. people were very upset. Like, uh, uh-uh. I think people were upset because like that's not how we do over here. That's not how Correct. we give it up. So like, what's up with you? That's what I'm trying to Why say. Why you coming so, over here trying to uh, misrepresent our situation? But you, 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 you always have some people who just be trash. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just the rule of how it goes. We have to get out of here, Kristen. Yes, we do because we <laughs> we're taking a very long yeah, time. But we wanted to give y'all some content before we left because we're gonna be going for a little while. So we just want to make sure that y'all was like hip to the game or whatever. Okay. So uh, we'll be back in March or we're done. Uh, I, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. My birthday present to myself is no no potting for the month of February. Okay, so. We'll see y'all. Yes, we'll see y'all in March. Before we go, uh, just if you're looking for some new music to get into, Georgia Smith put out an album. I really like her music. Her her voice is beautiful. So she put out an album um, this past week, and then uh, Wale, Robin Thicke, Lil Wayne, and Andre Day have dropped some some singles. So if you want to just look into something to you know just tide you over until the next you know great album, those are some things to check out. But yeah. It's been great. It's been a wonderful season. I've had a lot of fun. And I feel like every time we go on a break, mad wildness be happening. But we're going to be doing commentaries about it. We're going to talk about it. We're not just going to let it go. We're going to talk about it. So we thank you so much for joining us for season three of the All Love No Fear podcast. Sign up for the Patreon, please. Appreciate y'all. You can find it on our website, allloveNoFearPcast.com. Register, you know, please. Yes, get on the Patreon, support us. Yes, God. All right, and All right. Get, get, get your get your merch. Get your merch. Get the merch. Get All the right. merch. So, good. Yeah, we good. That's it. That's all I got. All right, and until next time, we bid you adieu. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh huh, uh huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey.